This episode and all episodes are brought to you by Heffernan's Home Services. Heffernan's Home Services is a locally owned and operated Indianapolis business that specializes in residential and commercial window cleaning, power washing, gutter cleaning, deck renovations, soft washing, interior painting, snow removal, and holiday lighting. I actually really enjoy the holiday lighting thing because then I don't have to fall off the ladder and uh, bust my ass. They service Indianapolis, Indiana, as well as all surrounding areas, including Carmel, Zionsville, Fishers, Noblesville, Westfield, Brownsburg, Avon, Greenfield, New Palestine, and Franklin. Their website, HeffernansHomeServices.com, has an extremely thorough gallery of their amazing work where you can see what quality is supposed to look like. If you're looking for a professional, efficient, quality service, call Chris at 1-317-213-8088. For 10% off any and all services, use the promo code JUICE. When contacting Heffernans Home Services, remember, promo code JUICE for your discount. Heffernan's Home Services, award-winning service where quality is guaranteed. Welcome to Juice in the Morning. My name is Justin Juice Kelly. With me is Shane Jones. We've had the uh, pleasure of interviewing a couple people lately, and I just think it's a it's an amazing opportunity. And I also want to say thank you, Shane, for lining up some of these interviews, man. Like it's really tough for me to do that kind of stuff, and you're just rocking it out, man. Trying, dude. Trying to get some uh, big names on here and do whatever I got to do to make uh, Juice in the Morning as big as of a, of a deal as I want it to be. Yeah, and uh, like one of the one of the biggest ones that I think we've had recently, we talked to what uh was it Tuesday this week? I don't know. If you guys listen to this, it could be your 4th of July celebration. Um it could be whatever you got going on, but <clears throat> we in, we were uh graced with the presence of TJ Lavin on yeah. the podcast. And uh, that was just kind of mind blowing to talk to somebody that, you know, has been doing some of the stuff he's been doing for as long as he's been doing it. Right. And for anybody out there that doesn't really know who TJ Lavin is, um, he's kind of a staple in my life of, in, the, in the 90s, I would say, probably, or early 2000s. Um, he was definitely a big deal in my life and a lot of my friends' life. But he's basically a um, ex pro BMX writer slash uh, three time gold medal beam uh x games winner yeah um, just crushing it in the uh the 90s to the uh 2000s and just still crushing it on tv now yeah and then also he is currently the host of um in the mtv's the challenge yeah and has been for more than 20 seasons of the episode so they do probably do like two a year yeah. he's been doing that for 10 years i think it's insane and like um also people that are listening the uh, the challenge used to be real world road rules challenge. That's a yeah. mouthful to yeah. say, too. but uh, the challenge kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit better. But it was so fun to do this interview, and we were so excited to let you guys listen to it. And the fact that this hopefully this is just the beginning of some having some big names on here and getting people in here that are interesting and got um, quite the resume of impressive things that they've done. Yeah, it was a fantastic time talking to TJ. He's just a great dude down to earth. Yeah. And uh got into some deep stuff too so yeah dude we talked about some things that we didn't necessarily we thought it'd be all business and bmx and you know he's actually 
what I would call maybe like him and his wife are like a bit of a, a humanitarian. Yeah, absolutely. And um, <clears throat> but without further ado, um, we'll let you guys listen to this and enjoy because this is very exciting for Juice and I. Great conversation. We have on the phone with us a man who has won multiple gold medals in the X Games. He has been a Gravity Games champion and even won competitions in other countries. He has hosted over 20 seasons of the challenge. This man has been put into a medically induced coma and beaten pneumonia. The man, the myth, the legend, TJ Lavin. How are you doing today, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thank you for the applause. That's very nice. <laughs> that was definitely that wasn't fake, man. That wasn't recorded. That was us really apl- applauding. I know a lot of people do this bullshit where they just play a little sound right there. We're not doing that. No, I don't love the, just the sound. I really appreciate the applause for real. Yeah, dude, we're uh, we're huge fans. Like I said over on the Instagram messages, and and we just kind of want to thank you for just. You didn't have to do this, so we were just glad to have you here. And even in giving us a few minutes of your time is a huge deal to us. So we really thank you. That's awesome, man. Thanks. Um, right. Yeah, so I, I know you uh, kind of started out. You got invited to the X Games in 1996 and got second. I think that's correct. I heard that in an interview. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and then that following year, you actually won the X Games. Um, yeah, I've won it twice. Um, like, the, the thing is, it started in 1995. I graduated high school in 95. And then later that year, I entered my first pro contest, and it was like the way the way the reason I entered it was because I watched the X Games and the summer of 95 was the first year of the X Games and I watched it and me and all my buddies were watching it and and they were like man you could really win this thing and I was like man I really feel like I probably could like I, I, <laughs> that's, I could that's, definitely... a, that's a ballsy was, like that's a ballsy move like to think that yeah, you're gonna dude, win it, it was right weird. away <laughs> yeah it was weird because like I, I like I didn't I didn't want to like say it like like i was bragging because i wasn't at all but i was like man i could really hang with these dudes Mm -hmm. but in my back of my mind i was like i really think i could beat these guys and and um and so i had a buddy who had a a a buddy like you know six degrees of separation to get me into a pro contest called king of dirt and yeah i saw that as well in november of 95 and there was 20 top pros and me so it it was like 20 guys only but they had all 20, and then I was the one guy that they just let in there because a friend knew a friend. Nice. Well, it's like, always good knowing the right people, right? And didn't you end up winning? Yeah, and just you end up getting winning, lucky. winning like your next three events or something, or pro events, right? Yeah, yeah. So I won that contest, and then that got the ball rolling. And now, and like, I actually beat the X Games champion, who was Jay Miron. Damn. And, and, and so, and, and I beat the second, third, fourth, fifth, everything. So it was crazy because all the guys that I looked up to in the magazines were all there. I was taking, um, I mean, I was getting autographs at the time. Like there was no such thing as cell phones, but I was getting autographs. <laughs> and and uh, so I was getting autographs from the same guys that I was beating. Yeah, it, it's crazy because it, it's you're, you started writing when you were two, correct? I, I was reading that somewhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's an insane thing because I like I had no idea if I was even walking straight when I was two years old. It's funny, right? And you're a horrible human being when you're two. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask, what what moment in your BMX career, career kind of stands out the most? Of, of anything that you've done and all the stuff that's happened to you, broken bones, um, you know, friends getting hurt, um, you know, winning medals and all these accomplishments you've done. What are What's the biggest thing or maybe a couple of the biggest things that stand out the most in your career? Well, that, that, that King of Dirt 95 was a very, very big deal. 
Um, that that one was awesome because the X Games champion from that year picked me up and put me on his shoulders and stuff, and it was like very very surreal, like like a like a movie role, you know? Yeah. yeah and then yeah. Uh, and then then 1997 X Games I won. Uh, like 96 X Games was cool. I got second, and I thought I was retiring because I won two grand or something. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, I'm fucking rich. And so then all of a sudden, uh, and then when when the 97 X Games rolled around, it was mine to lose because I've been winning so much. And 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 so you got all that pressure. There, yeah, dude, and the pressure was eating me alive, bro. Like in practice, I was taking slams, and I, I was getting really really hurt. Yeah. In practice. Okay. Um, I was banged up, and then my manager at the time was like, "Dude, either cowboy up, put some new gloves on, go out there and kill it, <laughs> or just let's go home." Yeah, and I was so, like, it oh, sounds like you yeah. just kind of came into the scene out of nowhere, and like everyone's like, "Who is this kid?" And then, and then after that following year, you kind of had to like, you know, either like continue to be that guy or kind of just fall in the in the waistline. And it sounds like you kept on going. Yeah, that's exactly right, bro, because it, it's it's one thing to do something when there's no pressure on you and when you're not supposed to win, but then when it, it comes down to it, athletics is 95% mental oh, yeah. once yeah, you yeah, get yeah. to a certain level. So <clears throat> when you get to that level and you're, you're the best in the world at something, it's 95% mental, and if you can't hack it, you're going to go down. There's no yeah. doubt about it. I, and I can't even so, imagine. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The pressure was gnarly, and then... So, but, but I put it together and I won that night and I remember like I went on uh, good morning America that, that morning, like 4am or something. Yeah. Yeah. So like now I'm like in my mind, I'm, I'm as rich as I've ever been in my life. I was not, I was like 19 or 20 and, and, and I was like, I had so much like, like ambition at the time, you know, I was like. Right. wow like this is insane like, like i'm really having a career and like i could really buy a house now and stuff and so like i did and i was like 19 and and going into this housing track and and doing wheelies up and down the street on my motorcycle <laughs> and like it was so funny man it, it's crazy because what do you like what would have happened at that time if like you know social media was as like big and popular as it is right now oh dude i'd be so embarrassed because <laughs> Like, like I, I bleached my hair blonde in 90, <laughs> 1996, like, like just went through that phase, you know, and I was like, damn, what an idiot. Yeah. I think but we then, all been there. <laughs> yeah. So like, you you know, it'd be so embarrassing for people to be blasting my pictures up everywhere. I you're like, damn, I look so stupid. I listened, <laughs> I listened to you in an interview and I remember you saying something along the lines of you got like basically like Dave Mira's phone number and some other people's phone numbers and you were like calling. I can't imagine having like even in a time of landlines, having those people's phone number and then kind of being accepted into that group and being, you know, as big as you were at the time yeah it was so weird dude and then like there's a picture of us floating around the internet somewhere of us doing a an x games commercial and it was it was me um bucky elastic carrie hart who happened to be my roommate at the time um and uh tony hawk matt hoffman <laughs> Jesus. like all of us sitting on this curb and i was like dude i like one of these one of these um like things is different than the other you know what I mean? that was me it was like me you know like i don't belong in that group you know what i mean yeah. you're looking at those those dudes eric costin and like all these like badass dudes just man. legends last, legends yeah and, legends and, of the game and like and then you're sitting on the curb with them at an x games commercial and you're like 
that is it's surreal dude. Well, you're, yeah. definitely, you're definitely a legend dude yeah. for sure and and guys guys that have uh that i've played as on video games like i just think that's insane like if i was like sitting next to like all these guys you know i played tony hawk i played all those video games like i i couldn't imagine that yeah and then and then i got a video game in 99 yeah. and, and, like they they came to my house and like they filmed me do every trick i knew how to do on my first set of my jumps with like like all these different cameras and all these wild like red cams but for the time i don't yeah. know what they are now you know back then but but it was like and then when the video came came out the first board was my backyard that's and, awesome and like there's an old mountain dew uh like airstream trailer back there and i remember like they put that in the video game and it was so cool <laughs> yeah it was just crazy dude like i don't know man the whole thing has been pretty surreal yeah chain is a uh, huge fan of the challenge so i'm gonna let him ask you about that stuff unless he has other stuff he wants to ask you no about. definitely i've been watching another thing like i said even when i was a kid me and my buddies were making dirt pile jumps in the backyard and <laughs> you know doing that kind of stuff with the bikes and then i've also watched the challenge for i mean i don't want to say I don't know the better part of a decade so I know a lot of these characters that are on there and then well, I, w I will say one of my favorite things about you on that show is that you call people on their shit and you tell them like straight to their face like hey you're being a pussy right now or hey you're like or like if anyone decides to leave you give them so much shit and I love that because they're, they're quitters and I, and I love that you're like straight calling them out on it yeah well the reason for that is is that you 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 in life that there's so much opportunity and there's so much you know there's so many doors that you can walk through in life and if you ever close them then it's really not a good look especially if that door is something that everybody's fighting to get into right you know what i mean like these these kids that come on the show are like really 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 lucky to be invited on oh, the yeah. show you know Agreed, yeah and and as well as myself being invited to host it like yeah. I understand that, so that's why I've been there for 12 years because, and 22 seasons because I really, really appreciate it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I, there's not a thing like to where it's like it's a fake gratitude or a fake whatever. I know how goddamn lucky I am to be in there and so, doing it. So and how like, how I understand you, it? How'd you get so lucky to get this gig on MTV? Um, I knew the 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 MTV dudes because they. We did a thing in my backyard called the Backyard Barbecue. It was the <laughs> sports and more sports and music festival in Las Vegas, and and they were like, "We want to have dirt jumps, but we're gonna do it in your backyard." And I was like, "Yeah, sweet," because I had a truck. <laughs> so that's crazy. Like, so so they trucked everybody in from the Hard Rock. I had six hundred people in my backyard, <laughs> and, and and it was badass, dude. And then we had this big event back there. Everybody was here from. Ashton Kutcher to Carson Daly. It was God, it was man. a it was a crazy crazy event, and one of the dudes that was there was um, named Vinny Potestivo, and he was a really cool kid. And he called me every year on my birthday, and I was like, man, what a cool dude. And he was he worked for MTV at the time. I don't know exactly what he was he was, but I don't know if he was like a segment producer or a producer or right. or if he was a PA. I have no idea. And all I know is that he worked his way up, and then one day he called me and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm in New York City right now, signing with WME, and um, I'm I'm actually right up the street from MTV." And he was like, 
well, come up to my office. So I went up to his office and I go, office? Like, you have an office? <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude. And so I went up to his office and he ended up being like a big wig at MTV. I don't know exactly his title, right. but one of the really big wigs named Jackie French was his, his like coworker. I don't know. I think she was his boss maybe. And so I, I'm kind of like losing this, the story a little bit, but I walked in there and I said, Vinny, you're gay. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. And I was like, cause he had rainbows everywhere. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Cause he's like the best looking guy you ever seen in your life. I was like, thank God, dude. Like, there'd be no girls left for us. <laughs> like, just, I was just cracking a joke, you know, and like just being funny. He's a cool dude. And he was like, he was like, TJ, like, do you want a show? And I was like, uh, sure. And he goes, <laughs> what about the challenge? And I was like, nah, that's Dave Mira's show. And he goes, nah, nah, I think Dave's over it. Give him a call. So I called Dave right on the spot. Yeah. And I was like, Dave, they want to give me the challenge but I just want to make sure that you're over it. And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done with that shit. Like you're going to, you're going to do it for like one or two seasons. It would be over it. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Turn, so I out. told, I told him yes. I was like, all right, cool. And I told, told him yes. And then he introduced me to Jackie French and me and her got along great right away. And, um, and then fast forward to me going to the, the studios in Buna Murray in LA. And they were like, all right, so who deserves this job? And it was me snowboarder and then one other bike rider named Cornastasio. Oh shit. Was, so they, they, they kind of tricked you. Yeah. So then <laughs> I go, they go, who would you hire? And I was still winning at the time. And I was like, uh, hire Corey. <laughs> and, they, and so like, I basically gave the job to Corey and then MTV <laughs> said, no, we're, we're taking TJ or no, nothing. And so they, they pushed for, for, for Corey, Buna Murray pushed for Corey, and then MTV said, "No, you're getting TJ. Take it or leave it." And Hell then yeah! They took they took it, and then so then me and Justin Booth, who was the executive producer at the time, I think it was his first or second show of of the challenge for him the season or whatever, and he um, as the executive producer, the showrunner, and he ended up and I went to lunch the first day that I got the job, and he was like, "Dude, you're my guy." I, you're, you did great. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, thanks, man. Thanks so much. And that was it. That's and awesome. I, I never looked back, dude. The rest is history. And, and the crazy thing is, is like, you, you've mentioned being lucky a couple of times. Like the, the thing that I always go to and a football coach told me this a long time ago, you put yourself in position to be lucky. So I feel like you've done a great job of like clearly positioning yourself in places that will actually benefit you later on so that congrats to you man that's fucking awesome to, that's a great story uh, thanks bro thank you man yeah it's, it's it's a really good story and i'm very very lucky to have lived it but at the same time it's it, that you know luck is definitely preparation meeting opportunity right, so right if, if you don't if you don't prepare for stuff like if i didn't ride bikes my whole life then when i got the opportunity to go in that pro contest maybe i would have got fifth or sixth or seventh and I would have been just a blip in the radar. You know right. what I mean? For sure. So it's pretty cool. Also, it seems like you're super chill and like you're just super down for anything that anybody like, yeah, you want to have a show in your backyard and you're like, sure. Yeah. Why not? Hey, you want to, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Hey, you want to have an MTV show? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Um, I know that yeah. you're a big, uh, uh, I know you grew up in Vegas and I know you're a big Vegas, Vegas golden Knights fan. 
Um, yes, very much so. And um, congrats on the team and, and, and getting second. I know that's not the best thing that you want to hear, but do you have uh, high hopes for next year and then winning the Stanley Cup next year? Uh, I'm pretty sure that we're going to have it. Um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to win. And I think that uh, we're going to have Derek England at the UFC yeah. um, facility here in Vegas, the PI, which is the Performance Institute. Yeah. Here, the UFC has this state-of-the-art, most amazing gym slash workout facility slash media house yeah, that you've I've, ever seen in your life. I've it's, seen people walking through it. It's an insane place. It's exactly. It's, it's crazy. I, and, I, and I again, I'm lucky enough to go there whenever and I, and I go there I go there pretty often and and when I go in there I can't believe myself uh, that I'm in there and so I invited Derek England who plays for the the um, Vegas Knights because he he used to work out at my house here we have a, we have a workout facility in my house and and he worked out here at our gym and I knew that he played hockey but I had no idea he was gonna play for Vegas Knights and all of a sudden I'm I'm at the I'm at the Knights game and they say yeah number five Derek England I'm like what the hell that's my guy <laughs> so we, we were friends at the time and then I was like holy shit I, I'm not a very good friend I didn't know you were on our <laughs> yeah. team. I was just about to say that I was gonna ask you like how did that not come up over like dinner or something <laughs> well I I was gone I was in Spain filming so, oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a good excuse. Time. That's that's a very valid excuse. <laughs> yeah, and then when I came home, I go to the game, and there he is. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> so I do see on Instagram. Uh, I noticed that you and your wife do a lot of traveling. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to tell us a little more about that. And it seems like you're maybe doing some like humanitarian type stuff, and just kind of tell us about some of the crazy traveling that you've done and where you've been. And you just mentioned that you've been in Spain. So if you can just uh, just enlighten enlighten us on that a yeah. little bit. Yeah, well, like, I think traveling is definitely knowledge, you know, like you, for sure, you learn a lot when you travel, for sure. Um, and then the America's standing in the world really matters to me. Like, I, 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 I give a shit what people think about Americans. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's something that really bothers me when, when, when things go down here in, in the States and people say, you know, like, uh, America first and all this stuff. And you're like, dude, like the, the world is so much bigger than, you know, yeah. why are you saying this crazy shit to these people that don't know that the world is bigger and, and that it, it's not, it's important to stay uh, humble and, and, and have some humanity and like really give a shit, you know? Right. And yeah. so it really makes me sad when I hear somebody say some, some crazy things like that. And when they really like, only worry about number one which is a very selfish yeah and disgusting way to be in my book but um we we I, my wife and i do a lot of things that we can whenever we go to wherever we go like she she goes like she just got back from hiking machu picchu so <laughs> she went Jesus. like crazy <laughs> it was a four-day excursion to get to this place and and the whole time she was just helping and 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 being really really cool to the people the locals the whoever was helping them and she carried her own bag the whole entire time damn and did, you know everything that that you're supposed to do yeah that's not easy as, either as an <laughs> avid hiker well, yeah dude. it's nice it's nice to know there's a, at least a few americans out there they're giving us a good name giving us a good <laughs> yes exactly exactly and then like when i was in africa i was just in africa like every single day 
I would pick up as many hitchhikers as I could, load up my, my car with as many hitchhikers as I could, and drive them from town to town to their jobs. I saw That's that. Insane. I saw that uh, picture you had on Instagram of just a car full of people, and That's you funny. and you said you're driving them to work. And I was like, I don't I don't know the the context of this picture, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was really fun, man. And so by the end of it, I had the showrunner uh, and and like all the executive producers and and directors. Everybody was picking people up by the end of the season. That's such like, a good example to say. If I see any of your cars empty and you're the only guy driving <laughs> you're it, fired. I, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> yeah. they, were like, they were like, okay, okay, I'm going to try it out. And then they would go and they would pick up families first, you know, because they were nervous. Right. And I was like, dude, pick up some dudes. They need rides too. Yeah. And they were like, okay. So then they picked them up. And by the end of it, everybody was picking everybody up. But it was awesome. Yeah. So. I don't know why, but I'd much rather give um, someone in Africa a ride than someone in, on an American street. I'm not sure why that is, but I just giving our track record, well, record and watching the news a little bit, that kind of freaks me out. I think it's just that you grew up like with all these like weird preconceptions, um, yeah. stories and preconceptions and, and things like, and you don't really like picture it. Like, like think about it for a second, dude. If you pick somebody up and they try to do something or what, you know, they say, you know, pull over, I'll kill you or whatever. Uh, just crash your car into a light pole. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> I've always thought that of that as my defense. Like I'll, I'll kill the dude in two seconds. Like yeah. it's, it's not even funny, like yeah. whatever. But, but, but again, like it's such a far fetched, right. insane. I've seen too many movies to is what it is. Yeah, yeah, bro. That's all it is. It's like movies. And then like, if anybody, were, were to do something to somebody, they're not going to hurt somebody that's yeah. trying to help them. I gave somebody a ride one time, and, I, and as soon as he got in the car, he said, I, he goes like, hey, man, can I have a ride? And I was like, just don't stab me. <laughs> that's all I said to him, and he was like, all right, cool. And I gave him I gave him, I gave him a ride like a couple miles down the street, and I felt, you know, it, uh, I did my justice or whatever, but I, I was scared, I'm not going to lie. That's funny. But um, so back to the challenge a little bit. I, I was going to ask you um, – what season of the show stands out the, the most to you and maybe your very most memorable cast member? Um, probably my first season stands out the most um, because okay. it was it was like I never have done anything like that before in my life. And halfway through the season, I had to leave, go compete in a, in a BMX contest oh, in Louisville, Kentucky, and then, and then come back to – turned out in Tobago so it was pretty funny like like halfway through the season I grabbed my bike go catch a flight go to from Trinidad to Louisville Kentucky compete that weekend do autograph sessions and shit for Panasonic and then, <laughs> and, then and then get back to the 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 show in time and nowadays if, like I look at that and I'm like dude that was so crazy <laughs> because like looking back at it now that I took slams and some of the gnarliest broken bones and and coma and all kinds of shit that could have really shut down the show you know <laughs> yeah and, and then like i think probably like one of the most like the craziest things that ever happened to me on the show is that during filming of the first south africa which we just filmed right there right now but during the first one i lost my dad um when i uh, i was like two more weeks to film and I saw on the oh, internet man. that my dad had died and I was like, Holy shit, I just lost my dad and my one of my friends was was there 
he flew out there and I was, I was, it was kind of odd because it was like, why is he out here? You know, he just flew out there to come hang out with me. Yeah. And, and, and I, find I, out. I have friends, I have friends coming in and out all the time, but right. their Africa was so far that I didn't even like ask anybody if they wanted to come, but this right. dude just came. And to find and out on like, the internet that your dad had that's passed so, away. That's, that's, that sucks. Yeah. Imagine. So when I looked at him, he just started crying and that's why he was there. Wow. Was because in case I found out, well, that's because a good they were just friend. keeping it from me. They were all keeping it from me because they didn't, they knew there was nothing that they, I could do. So there was no point in me knowing. Right. So it was kind of like, whatever, you know? Right. And, then, and so, and then at the time I was just like, man, that's, that was weird. So like that, when I found that out, like it really like the, the, the pain of losing a family member, like you're like, damn dude, that's a whole different level. But then you have to film for two more weeks. Yeah. Jesus. So yeah. Gotta be on your brutal. A game. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> so what, maybe the most memorable cast member. I know there's a, um, there's a lot, and it's so it, many. I can imagine having to pick from this list of people like, um, and, and I also wanted to ask if 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 some of the guys on the show like Wes or Johnny Bananas or CT or, or some of these guys are as cynical as they seem from the show. I've seen a lot of them outside of the show, like on other things, and seen that they you know they or even on Instagram, and they seem like pretty nice guys. But the show can sometimes portray them as these really cynical guys, and I don't know if that how, how that stands up. Uh, no, dude, like they're all really, really cool people, like really good dudes. Um, they're, they're nice, nice people. And, and like, I, I, you know, some of the most gnarliest things that I've seen were, were, were like bananas taking the money from Sarah. That was, Oh my God. So gnarly dude. But at the same time that cemented his name and cemented his, his legacy, right? Yeah, dude. Like, like he is forever the villain. Dude, you know I, what I, mean? like, I, wa- I watched that and I literally was like, that didn't just happen. He really is. <laughs> yeah, not, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, dude, we couldn't believe it either, bro. We're <laughs> it. I was like, holy shit, this dude just did that for real. Oh. And then you know, like, but he's he's a really nice guy, you know. And but Sarah is one of the nicest girls too. So right. you're like, dude. I want to I want to so tell nice. you that one of my favorite uh, episodes, and I can't tell you where or when it happens, is but it's when uh, CT and I can't even tell you. I think it might have been Johnny Bananas, but he picked him up. Um, he was on his back and he picked him. That up. was in Prague, and that was <laughs> that was when he was carrying him like a baby on his backpack, <laughs> and then he backpacked him into a trash can yep. in the gulag. And I know <laughs> that because. We were just talking about that. <laughs> and the way that he was walking, like, just, like, he looked so angry, and he was putting those feet down one after the other like a robot. And then just... <laughs> like a cyborg, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he turns around and drops him right on that can. And I'm like, that. I mean... <laughs> Johnny Bananas is one of those dudes that you kind of love to hate, but you also like him a little bit. It was it was it was enjoyable to see him. I, I've always liked CT. I've always thought he was such a badass, but he is, dude. He's a really really cool guy too. Awesome. Hey, well, I I think it was uh, great having you on to talk to us, man. I appreciate so much that you took your time out of out of your day to do this because, th- I mean. I don't know. I just, I'm really, we're very excited to be able to talk to somebody of your stature and just like somebody that we're fans of because very rarely do we get a chance to actually talk to people that we're huge fans of and it's just awesome. So I want to say just to everybody out there, TJ Lavin on Instagram and Twitter at TJ Lavin. 
Yeah, pretty basic name, right? Yeah. Yeah, and is there any other... <laughs> is there any right other? On, man. Hey, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. Yeah, is there anything that you want to uh, put out there that you're working on, anything like that? Because we know the Challenge Vendetta is coming. When's that coming? Uh, Challenge Vendetta is, I think it's July 10th. Or, oh, hell yeah. yeah. It should be 10th or 12th. It's coming soon, very soon. Um, look it up. I think it's 10th or 12th. Um, it's, uh, um, it's probably a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So those are two dates in two days. That you can look up and yeah, <laughs> get started go. with those. I'm pretty good at this. And then, uh, and then, and then. Uh, but I think what what we really need to do is try your hardest to do a random act of kindness Hell every yeah. single day. We can get so behind every that. single yeah. day. Just do a random act of kindness for somebody that you don't know or that you do. It doesn't matter right. as long as you do something, one thing. Every day, the world's going to be a better place, man. I That's like it. it. I like Appreciate it. Appreciate it, TJ. And like I said, right on, boys. Once, we get every, once we get everything uh, recorded and put together, we'll send you out the link so you can see them and listen to it, okay? Yeah, and I'll, I'll retweet it too, man, so just tag me on there. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks. Have a good one. Right, Have guys, a great later, one. Man. Bye. Take care. What a great conversation. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you feel good? Yeah. I can, I, I All just, right. You're, yeah, yeah. All right. Peace out, guys. It's a rolling, not a stop. Watch shit, don't never stop. Just a flow that got the block hot. Shit, I'm super hot. Ay, give me my respect. Give me my respect. I just took it left like on Ambidex. Mm-hmm. 